0: Alright everybody, so here's the thing, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago before I went on my vacation that I was going to start a new series, a new show, and uh, try to get a daily show going, start the morning right, hopefully my audio is okay and not over modulated, looks like it might be a little high so you have to let me know if you can hear and see me, make sure everything's good to go. Uh, it appears as though we have a few people on, uh, if I could get a comment on, uh, if you can actually hear me, let me know. I'm going to just do a quick test to see if my, my system is appropriately working. Hey, there I go. I see it. I see my test. Hey, Caleb. Caleb says it sounds good. Thank you very much. If you guys haven't seen his new 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 series, he did a whole thing on Harry Potter the other day, you should definitely check him out. I see Mike D says, hi guys, hi Dwayne, hope all is well. All is well. I can hear you. Uh, Daisy Duke says, yes, I can hear you. All right. So hopefully this will go well. So the idea of this is going to be, uh, I'm, I'm kind of rolling out a test where it'll be a daily show Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m right before I have to go do my my big boy job and uh, just kind of start the day out right see how this works out um, I, I think I have the call-in thing working better and all that kind of good stuff uh, I did forget to hit the record button so that's kind of a bummer I'll have to figure that one out later uh, Trish uh, Trish is on hey Trisha how's you how's it going for you um, Bill says, your pipes are sounding great on your Shure SM7B. <laughs> Why, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's a very nice microphone. So anyway, so I had an outstanding week last week with my uh, my youngest. We went on a camping trip, went up into uh, Yosemite and the Stanislaus, Stanislaus, if I'm saying that correctly, and the Toibia National Forest. Actually even had an opportunity to meet up with uh, an old viewer of this channel who has now uh, uh, moved on, retaken his life, doing some cool stuff. Uh, actually stayed with, with him for a couple of days. He gave us the tour of Yosemite. So that was kind of nice to be able to be a passenger and just watch what was going on uh, as opposed to trying to you know drive and navigate. If you guys aren't from, or haven't heard what they've done in Yosemite, and maybe some of the other national parks is made it to where you can only get in with uh, registration. So kind of annoying if you're trying to just like, hey, let's go to Yosemite because you can't do that. But if you uh, do get a pass, then it actually works out really well because um, there's not as many people there. So it was a lot more uh, accessible. God, it was beautiful, though. We actually did a, a couple of days on that. Bears says, good morning to all. Good morning to you, Bears. So I do have the phone number on if you want to call in. It's uh, 1-424-373-5483 or one four two four dsd live And I did have a question on the uh, community post that I put last night. If you want to get into it uh, from outside of the United States or you don't want to use your phone, you can use a web address, uh, and that is www.callinstudio.com slash show slash DSDLive. I will try to figure out a better way to do that in the future. Actually, I have a caller coming in right now. So once it's finished doing the screening thing, we'll jump into that. Uh Let's see. So 19 people. Cool. Uh, I wonder how many people got the notifications on this. Uh, okay, so Chris is called. Chris from 618. I am going to bring you on, hopefully. Hello hey. there. Hi, Chris. How are you doing?
1: I am doing well. Um, how about you?
0: I'm doing outstanding, other than it's too early and I haven't had a full cup of coffee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> yeah. So you, I'm
1: sorry. I, like, call, I, I wanted to call you, and I just wanted to ask you about a topic. Sure. Well, you made a video for me last year. that was around October or so. Um, are you jealous of the ex? Okay. I actually wrote you. I, I wrote you a long um, conversation. Well, I comment on your on one of your YouTube videos, and then you made a video for me. And, um, well, it's about my ex had moved on. I realized that she had got herself a new boyfriend last year, and I was, like, in August, and I didn't even realize it. I, she had left me a, a while ago. She had left me in um, 2018, in November, and it had got to be uh, August 2019, and then here I am trying to still pick up the pieces and trying to figure out what happened. And, you know, I'm asking, I asked her if she was dating and she basically didn't give an answer. She said that, you know, what does it matter? And then all of a sudden she had posted and finally made it like Facebook revealing that she had a boyfriend the entire time. And it really threw me through a loop. And I reached out to you and you made a video for me. Um, ever since then, I've maintained my no contact. I actually took my Facebook completely off yeah. um in October last year. And I have been. I haven't been able to see a single thing, and I haven't been in contact with anybody that she knows. It's been a while, but I sometimes feel weird about the situation. I still sometimes have the anxiety about how things were when I was still with her.
0: Yeah, that takes it. it it's a. It's a really a weird thing, right? Because it you feel like you should be able to just move on and, and not have that connection. And it's like this lingering thing that just messes with you. Uh, I, I actually had that for a long time and, uh, you know, my, my early videos on the channel, I talk about so, some of them, the dark days of that. And, and it, and it really is, it really messes with your head. What what I ended up having to do on that is I was doing therapy once a week. With a really good trauma, I, I didn't know she was a trauma therapist at the time, but that coupled with uh, hypnosis downloads, I link those on my website, um, and uh, and in that, that's how kind of that's how I developed basically the absolute thinking and the black hole thinking, because it, the the problem is, and probably Chris, what you find yourself getting into is forgetting what you're dealing with, right? Forgetting the Potential personality disorders, and then you start just going in this circular do loop, trying to say, "Well, why did it happen? You know, what 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 could I have done differently? You know, why did she lie to me? All those different things. I mean, is that kind of what you're dealing with?
1: Yes, and also just the ideal um, that it's weird. When I first met her, she tried so hard. Um, she had showed me something that I didn't think actually existed. Yeah, um, and then she took it away basically and it it seemed like she dangled the carrot but it's funny when she left me you know during the relationship you know it's it's like a mixture of like validation versus invalidation you know she would validate me here but then not there um i felt like i was always on her time schedule with things um one thing that she used to always throw in my face is that you know like no, she would tell me, hey, if I wasn't serious about you, why would I bring you to my family events and this and that and meet my grandparents and this right. and that? But then, you know, then there would be times when she would tell me that she didn't really want us to be serious. She was, she, she said I was more serious than she was. And I was like maybe six or um, seven months within, you know, into the relationship. And it's just like, well then why did you just tell me the other week that if you weren't serious about me, you would, you wouldn't have me come to your family events and, you know, see your grandma and grandpa and all that stuff. And now you're saying I'm too serious. I don't get it.
0: Well, it's a manipulation tactic, right? I mean, it's, it, and, and it, it's, you know, let's see, Chris Godinez and I did a conversation uh, maybe last year and we were talking about that. Um, and, the, the problem is, is it's kind of, it's a carrot and the stick type of thing, or, or maybe even a better way to put it. It's more like a drug addiction, right? You, you have the highs of them, like you said, validating you and, you know, giving you that, uh, uh that attention and then they turn around and take it away, right? So it, it, you constantly are in this state of stress. You're constantly in this, in this anxiety, not knowing really what's going on, you know, what's, what's, you know, what's real because you're getting mixed messages, I mean, at the end of the day, you really always have to look at the actions and the words, right? So the words and what you're just describing, the words weren't uh, matching up with the um, actions. You know, I mean, whenever she's showing, you know, and, and the problem is, is that like when you were saying, she's like, oh, you know, I'm taking you to my family, obviously it's serious. And then the next day she's saying, or, you know, a week later she's saying, slow down or whatever. The messages aren't consistent. Right, so the message exactly. is, is that it's not real. It was a, it was a game, and she was messing with you, and and Chris, the hard part is is that uh, one you need to you, you, you kind of have to focus on the root issue of this. You have to, if you can, get a therapist to help you work through it. Learning about um, yourself, how you got into the point to where those mixed messages were even uh, acceptable, right? See the goal after all of this is if once you learn through this and, and you heal from it is that if you ever got into a relationship again, where somebody was playing those type of games with you, you would say I'm done, right? This, I'm not playing these stupid games. It's not worth it. The problem is, is that whenever more than likely, you know, when you come from a family where you, you kind of grew up with mixed messages, you grew up in a situation yeah. to where, you know, you're always seeking validation and always basically being put down either overtly or covertly, you're primed to uh, to allow these type of relationships to happen, right? But so you you, you got to yeah. work on yourself to say, you know, one, you have to look at um, the relationship with her and look at it realistically, not the not the 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 love bombing and all the you know fake stuff that it was putting out there, but really what was going on, right? I mean, what you just said right now is you had a relationship with, that that had some great moments. I mean, I can relate to that. I mean, my situation was, was pretty good at first. Oh, I'm getting a bit of an echo. Do you have headphones?
1: Oh, I guess I have headphones. Sorry about that.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. Um, um, yeah, wow, that's annoying because now, now I'm hearing myself. Uh, let's see. What I'll do is I'll, I'll just... No, it's fine. I'll just I'll just lower it down for a minute to finish this thought. Anyways, so what you the the issue is is you have to to, to look at the relationship as, as as the reality of it, right? And then you know, so you had the mixed messages, you had the 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 ups and downs on it. You had the part where you felt like you were constantly on eggshells. That's not a good relationship. That's not a good situation to be in. And you have to say, okay, and this is what I had to do. It's like, okay, it was fake. Those good times were manipulation. You know, whenever my ex would do something nice for me, it wasn't genuine. It was all about manipulation to try to get whatever they want at that particular moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Sorry about that. I had to turn it down a little bit because of the because of the echo.
1: I'm sorry. But is there any way I can just ask one more question and I'll be off here? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it.
1: Um, well, I guess two questions real quick. Is it possible that the narcissist can just change? And just be another, a nice, you know, human being to the next person. They just learned everything, what they did, and then they just changed for the next person. I mean, I still haunts me whenever I think about the picture I saw of her with the new guy with her arm wrapped around his shoulder and saying that her happy place is wherever he is. It still haunts me to this day when I think about it. And I'm just like, why couldn't she show me this? Why couldn't she be like that with me?
0: Right. You know what, Chris, that's actually, it's a great question. And hold on, I'm going to turn you, I'm going to turn down your your volume for a second, just so I can get rid of the echo. All right. It is incredibly common to feel that way. Felt the same way myself, right? Now, mine wasn't actually with somebody else, but, but here's the thing to remember. They future fake and they love bomb everybody. So of course the next person is going to be the best person. Oh my God, I finally found my soulmate. And the next person after that, it's going to be the same thing. It's not real, you know, I mean, maybe this new relationship that this person's in, maybe it'll last a while, you know, maybe they're both dysfunctional enough to where it'll work. The thing is, it's, it's, it's all not based on reality. And I've seen what your question, Chris, is I've gotten that many times in comments. Uh, I think I made videos on it in the past. The reality is it's not real. It's not a real genuine relationship. So it isn't that she learned everything with you and realized, you know, I mean, what she did learn is she refined her manipulation tactics, more than likely. And th- and just to be clear, this is not a woman-only thing. I mean, anybody who's a toxic, narcissistic type person, they do the same thing. So a man will do the exact same thing. So just to clarify that, and it's it's all basically... It's the same thing she did to you to suck you in is what she's doing with this person. Do you follow what I'm saying?
1: you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so. just, just one last thing and I'll be done. Um, she made a comment, you know, about how I was toxic and um, I'm this toxic negative person. But the weird thing is if I was so toxic, why did she call me to, to, go on these binge cries and um, talk about she wanted to kill herself, she wanted to do this, she wanted to do that, she would stay in her bedroom for days and she lived with her mom and dad and her mom would even call me and ask me, say Chris, is there any way you could possibly give her a call or maybe come over after work and you know talk to her because she's really down right now but if I was such a toxic manipulative person, why did she come to me a lot of times to vent and, and basically cry about her life that's why I'm going to ask you.
0: Well, the the thing is on that, and I'm going to just pop up, pop up here on the screen for a second. Oswell says narcissist projects. She says you're toxic because she's toxic, and that's absolutely spot on. And uh, what happens? See, the the thing is, is it's 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 all chaos, right? I mean, you, what you're saying is exactly what I was just talking about. I mean, it's, it's like the actions don't follow the words, right? And it's always putting you down, always trying to, to make you jump through hoops and, and just creating, creating chaos. And, and it's just, it's, it's part of the pattern of behavior of personality disorders. Now, I'm not saying that, that your ex has a personality disorder, but what I will say is that if you look at people who have characteristics Uh, are you know patterns of behavior that are very predictable that fall into the you know cluster b narcissistic personality disorder area there's a good chance it might be that but that's what's going on and and of course you know and and just even the the thing when you were talking about with with her threatening suicide that I mean obviously anyone who does that you have to take it seriously and that's the way we should do it right if someone's doing that and using it Basically, is a manipulation tactic, you almost should say, "Okay, get them to the doctor." Say, "Look, they're saying this, and they need help." But most of the time, it's just a manipulation tactic to make you feel guilty, to try to get to control you, or to make sure you don't leave. You know, it's like, "Well, you can't leave me, or you can't abandon me, because you know, then I might do something, and it would be on you, because you know." I mean, it's just—it's a manipulation tactic. It's a manipulation.
1: It, well, that's the same. She would tell me. She say, "You know." Um, she said, I just feel like you don't, you won't, you won't leave. You don't want to leave because you don't want to be alone. And I remember she would say that um, this was like towards the end, you know, getting t- you know, close to towards the end of the relationship. And she said, I just feel like you, you just stick around and, you know, take this because, you know, you don't want to be alone. And some of that has facts to it. Yeah. But because I, I felt like I couldn't just leave and just abandon her. I felt yeah. like if I left, I would be a bad person. I would be just like all the rest of the other guys she dated
0: man chris you are saying stuff that uh i i definitely uh went through and felt myself my my ex never never did the try to kill myself thing but but uh here, here's the other thing it's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you're with a damaged person they want they're, they're slowly sabotaging the relationship It's a self-creating uh self-creating uh prophecy right so she's always been abandoned um, you you know, you're the white knight who who's, and I did the exact same thing, you know, I mean, you know, I'm, how could anyone treat this beautiful little butterfly, you know, so horribly? I will never do that. I will never leave her. I will never, you know, all those things. And then you have decades go by, or I don't know how long your situation was, and then you are in a situation where you're just completely, you know, mind messed up because of everything that happened. So... Everything you're talking about, Chris, is very, very typical behavior of narcissistic people.
1: So she tried to make it seem like I was the, you know, narcissist or I'm the narcissist because she had saw some posts I made on my Facebook and then she just, you know, posted her new relationship and branded shit. And then one thing, and I'll be done, I feel guilty that I reached out to her in, in August last year and it basically poured out my heart and asked why did things why did she change so drastically? Because I remember in the beginning when things were starting to go haywire, I said, What What happened to the person that I fell for? I said, It seems like she's yeah. taking a vacation and didn't bother to tell me. And she simply told me, She said, Look, that person that you fell in love with, they're gone and they're not coming back. So this is the person you have to take now. And well, I didn't understand it at the time.
0: Well, and, and the the answer on that is. They, at the beginning of a relationship and actually somebody else had said, it sounds like borderline and the suicide thing is, is definitely a typical borderline type tact or a trait that they typically use. Uh, but when they start the relationship, it's all the future fake or it's all the love bombing, right? It's, it's basically looking at you, figuring out what exactly you want and need morphing to be that. Which, which means you know you're looking at it going oh my god this is the person this is the person I've been looking for my entire life we are connected this is meant to be this is perfect but it's a lie Chris it's fake it's basically mirroring everything that you're looking for and you can't maintain it right somebody who's not genuinely into something are is' not their normal character they can't keep doing it and so she was being honest with you. And and to be perfectly honest, these, you know, cluster B type people will tell you exactly who they are. When she said to you, you know, this is who I am, she was right. That is who she was. But the problem is is you're in your mind, you're looking at it going, "Wait a minute, but you were somebody else before." That was an act. It wasn't real. And that's how you end up get, you know, so you get sucked into these relationships or marriages or whatever, and then it falls apart because they can't maintain the illusion, and then you're left left you are left trying to pick up the pieces.
1: I just wondered, was I wrong for trying to just simply get a a fifty um, fifty <laughs> type of situation? Because she always made me feel like you know I was too much to handle. By just asking for the same things that I was receiving in the very beginning.
0: No, you're not wrong. With I never that. tried
1: to. I never. I never tried to milk it. But I asked you know, when I wanted to just simply get a, a understanding about something, or like I would get ghosted, or you know, yeah, given silent treatments, and I would just simply want to sit down. And she would get. She would cry and act like I was yelling at her, even though I was basically whispering what I was thinking.
0: Yeah. No, and and again, you're wow. just you are Definitely. describing very typical pattern of behavior of this, and and we're, and you asked the question of if were you wrong asking that. No, you weren't wrong. You know, I mean, here here's the okay. So, and I'm going to turn you down because I'm getting the echo again. So I'll turn you back up after I say this. The thing is, whenever we whenever we're going through this, we're still attached to what the illusion was in the past, right? And it is a long, or it's a it's a hard leap or a, uh, a a distance to get from what you think is reality to what is real, right? And most of the time, and it, and it's an unfortunate that people people have to do this, right? Because people will tell you, you know, just go no contact, which is which is an excellent advice. But the problem is, or the reality is, you just can't turn it off like that. So unfortunately, most of the time, we have to put our you know. Put our head in the, or you know, beat our head against the wall, multiple times, to prove to ourselves what the reality is. Uh, I did the same thing. It took me some time, and I and I sent I sent my share of emails, trying to get answers. Um, that made me look completely stupid, you know. In, in retrospect. Uh, but uh, I, I, it's like I had to do that to try everything. So what, I, I get what you're doing. It's just, now, now the problem is, though, is everyone's timeline is different on this. So you know what might take me a year might take you three months or might take you two years. It's just one of those things that we have to go through this annoying process to get to the point where we finally wake up one day and accept reality. For me, what it was is I woke up one day and said, I can't think about this anymore. I can't have her occupying my head. I'm like, I'm constantly like what you're talking about. I'm constantly thinking about it, ruminating about the past and going, go, going crazy. And I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. And that's where honestly, Chris, if you haven't tried those hypnosis files, I would really uh, recommend you do them. Just go to my website, dadstrivingdivorce.com slash resources uh, scroll down to the bottom and there's the the hypnosis download pack. Um, there's like you know, uh, I can't remember what the the different titles are. I played those in the morning in the in the you know during throughout the day and at night every day. and after about a month or two, uh, I was like drilling this into my head that it wasn't real. I started to change to where when I would have those ruminating thoughts, I could I would like now if I think it which I don't now, but before, You know, if I would think about it, it's like the little voice in my head would instantly say it's fake. It was an illusion. It wasn't real. It's a toxic person. Whenever, you know, when you were with them, how did you feel? And I felt like crap and I, you know, was not doing well. And, you know, it's like look at reality. And that's really what you have to do to to really take your life back.
1: You're so right, Dwayne. You are absolutely so right. Um, I, I hope I haven't held you up too long on this phone.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, Chris, I mean, it, it, honestly, Chris, I'm glad you called on this because you know, here, here's the, and I'm going to turn you down again. Uh, here's the, 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 the problem with this, especially from, in my opinion, from a man's perspective, to be able to say what you're saying is incredibly vulnerable, right? And it's hard to talk to people about it because people who haven't been through this don't understand it. They don't get it and they think, "What the hell's wrong with you? It's been a year. Why can't? How long it's been? You know, how come you can't let it go?" And there is a whole aspect of this that, that you're going through right now that makes it so much uh, more complicated. Yes.
1: Well, can I ask you, do narcissists can they? They have the ability once they get done with you, um, like they get they get done with with the target, and then all of a sudden they turn into this high and mighty, you know, virtuous person. And they start saying quotes and things like to make it seem like you're crazy or, you know, they're they're moving on and they're ready to go. Absolutely. I remember what she said. To Absolutely, me. Was, Chris. I, it, I remember what she, said she said to me, um I, I guess this is when I asked her, if she was dating and I asked, her, why did things go so crazy? And she said, he said, look, does it matter either way? She said, look, I, she said, look, I hope you can I hope you. Dwell on the positive and not the negative in life, you know. And I hope you can get help someday. And, you know, I don't want to be alone and I, I want to move forward and I want to find somebody that, that's a, a better match for me. Yeah. And stop texting.
0: Well, it, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, a lot of people are saying, uh, like Caleb saying, you know, uh, no narcissist never changed. Jack says, textbook. Uh, empowered uh, Empowered Empath says yes, it's exactly what they do. Everything you're talking about, Chris, is standard behavior. And t- t- turning around and being virtuous and being, you know, oh, I've got my life together. And see, here's the thing: if they were attached to the relationship and they had some empathy, which narcissistic people don't, they would, you know, they would want a a a break with closure. And you guys could both move on and have some both have closure, but they don't need that, right? So everything you're talking about is standard behavior. And the problem is, is for people like us who are empathetic and uh, a little, probably a little codependent too, is you internalize everything, and it, it, you feel like you know, oh my god, you know, I was the most horrible person. They're moving on, and they're and she's happy, and everything's great. It's all crap, man.
1: Mm-hmm. right (laughs) I'm so actually this is um, a really good um, conversation I needed this so much I thank you and it gives me a little bit more peace I'm not exactly crying or anything like that I haven't cried or anything about it it's just sometimes I think about it but then I have my really good days and I sometimes look at your video too that you I have to say that my phone Um, it meant that much to me that you made that video for me um, back in October I thank
0: you for that. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, Chris. Well Well that you're
1: on, I need it.
0: <laughs> awesome. You're on the right path. Get, this takes time. And uh, you know, call in again if you need to.
1: Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day, okay?
0: You too. Thanks. Okay, I have another hold on, let me hit the right button here have another caller that I'll grab in a second. I, I just want to, uh, just the last little thing I want to say, say on that is it's so easy to get caught up in, in this. And someone else said, Dr. Romani just put out a video, I'll post it up here, on ruminating. And ruminating is tough and it's hard. And everything that Chris was just talking about, more than likely most of the people listening to this right now can relate to and have dealt with. And it's it's just one of those things that uh, the recovery on this happens in our own time. You you cannot expect you may want it to because I know I sure did want it to go faster, but the reality is is that it does it takes it takes however much time it's going to take, which is an annoying thing to say. And I remember asking my own therapist about that at one point saying, you know, Hey, how long is this going to take? And she just said, it's going to take as long as it takes. And I'm like, well, that's annoying. The reality is, is that we, we have to, we have to go through this and heal from it and then be able to move past it. And we can't do it until we're ready to do it. it took me about three years and it's okay. It, it sucks, but, but that's okay. And the reason I want to say that is because if you don't if you don't realize that little simple truth, then whenever you're sitting there, like Chris was talking about, and ruminating about this and feeling trapped, you feel like something's fundamentally wrong with you because you're not healed. And it's like, why not everyone else? You know, my buddy he got divorced and it was nasty, but now they're friends or whatever. And it's it's uh it's really tough. So I have another caller on seven four area code seven four zero. Uh, and uh, let me bring you in. Hello, you're on the air. Oh Mom.
2: they got her next trial. Oh my god. Hello? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Hello? <laughs> All right, so I'll drop that. That was funny. I'm not sure what that was. Either someone grabbed their mom's phone or, or whatever. Anyways. Uh, uh, oh, they're trying to call back. I don't know if, uh, I, I wish I had the call screener thing uh, where somebody could actually figure out what's going on so I don't have to do that live on the air. <laughs> could you, hold on, I'm going to bring Debbie in. Could you even understand what, what, that, what that person said?
2: It sounded like a child saying something to their mother, but I please don't quote me.
0: All right. Uh, all right. I will, uh, did they call? They called back. All right. Let me try this one more time. Hello, you're on the air.
2: Hello.
0: Yes. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Mm
2: -hmm. How are you? I'm okay. How are you?
0: Good. Okay. I can hear you. I think, uh, uh, sorry about that before. It it was odd. Um, (laughs) Sorry about that. So uh, what would you like to talk about this morning?
2: I didn't know this was a live call. Um,
0: Is that okay? How long
2: have you been doing this?
0: Uh, I have been doing I've been doing the channel for approximately four years uh, and doing the live call-in thing uh, off and on for eh, the last six years. I just started this back up uh, a few weeks ago. or actually technically today is the inaugural show where I'm really trying to launch this.
2: Yeah.
0: Anything you'd like to talk about? Uh,
2: I, keep, I keep trying to go back to my ex and it's killing um, me.
0: Well, now does that mean you, uh, so is is your ex like hoovering you, trying, you know, kind of giving you mixed signals, or you're just trying to, like the last caller, trying to uh, find out what happened or trying to get back to what the relationship was in the beginning? Yeah, I think I, like, I beg him to take me back and stuff. Yeah, see, that's, that's, Is he a, was he a toxic, uh, was the relationship toxic when you were with him?
2: Yeah.
0: See the, okay. So the, the, the problem with that kind of like with what I was just talking about with the last caller, Chris, you, you, you absolutely have to look at the actions in the, uh, versus what they're, what's being said. Like, so the mixed messages That's a, that's a huge red flag, right? When someone is making you feel unsure, uh, confused, um, and then you're, you know, begging them for attention effectively. And that's probably what happened. And that's what, you know, more than likely happened throughout the relationship is you were constantly in this, this, this tug and pull where sometimes you would get attention and then he would withhold it from you. And this happens on the other side too. Uh, you know, where a woman will do this to, to a man. And it's just, it's a very toxic situation. And unfortunately, when you're begging somebody, you know, and trying to get back with them, especially if they're narcissistic, and they potentially are in that cluster B personality disorder, then you're, you're giving them a tremendous amount of supply where they know that they have you. And typically what happens, even if they did take you back, the abuse just increases cause it's almost like a game for them to see what else they can do. Right? So it's like, it's like, okay, I know that, uh, this person, I've done all these things and they're still coming back for more. I wonder what I can do next. So it, it makes it really, it makes it really tough. Whoops. Hold on. I'm going to turn you down a little bit. So it makes it really, really difficult. Um, for you because you keep moving your goal line on what you would accept. You, you really have to take some time and work on yourself to kind of like ask the question, you know, why is this acceptable? You know, why am I in a situation to where uh, toxic behavior and being treated without respect, without being, you know, without your boundaries being respected, why is that okay? and, what happens is, and it's hard. It's really hard to do because typically, what happens is, is that you have to kind of do, uh, dig down deep. Well, not kind of. You have to dig down deep and really look at your life and enti- you know, in the entirety of it, to say how did I get to this point? And now, normally, like in my situation, and I think for most people, is you you're looking at a or you look at your situation and you realize that, you know, you probably weren't treated super great by one of your parents. You were, you know, you grew up in an environment to where you were always, uh, seeking out approval and validation and love was conditional. It's like, if you made somebody happy, then they would, they would give you a little, you know, a little breadcrumb of attention. And as a child, when that happens, then when you get older and someone's doing that to you, it feels normal because that's your definition of what love is, but it's not. And then you get into that point, and I talk about this a lot where it is so important to be able to self validate to be able to 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 wake up in the morning and say, "You know what I'm a good person uh, I deserve uh you know respect and real genuine love, and if it's not there it's not it's it's not real and it's not worth it and to be okay with yourself that's why a lot of times I'll say and now's not a good time with the pandemic and everything but But, you know, being able to go do stuff by yourself and be okay with it. I used to not be able to do that. But the thing is, is that you need to remind yourself. Let me ask you this. Have you seen my absolute thinking video, my black hole thinking videos? No. If you go to the YouTube channel, uh, the main page, scroll down. The first playlist uh, is... Uh, mindset for narcissistic abuse recovery is what I call it. Stupid name, but that's what I call it. Uh, The first video is hybrid, no contact, which may or may not pertain to your situation. It's mainly if you have kids. Uh, The second video is absolute thinking. And the, the third video is black hole thinking. Check those out because that's, that's exactly the, where you're at the mode that you're at. And that's really what you need to work on right now to be able to remind yourself of what, He really is um, so that you're not you know you're not uh, reaching back out and and to be crystal clear there's nothing I mean it's not a good situation to be in but what you're doing is is typical behavior of people in our situation right because we want the facade we want the illusion to be real so we keep reaching out trying to to, trying to find a way to make it uh, to, to, to get back to what we thought the illusion was at the beginning does that make sense
3: yeah.
0: So just take it one day at a time. The last thing I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with, and this is a technique that I had to, to use for me, because what you're talking, I wouldn't, I didn't necessarily reach out, but I really wanted to. And I finally looked at it like a drug addiction. Like I was addicted to to the X, And I would play this silly little game with myself to where whenever my, my brain would say, I need to reach out. I would say, okay, I can reach out, but I'm not going to do it now. I'll do it later tonight. And then I would just play this game to where I would keep pushing it off. Um, and sometimes I would, uh, sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. My point is, is this is a process, you know, it, it, it really is, is not fun. Uh, It's unfortunate, it shouldn't take this long to be able to to detoxify somebody out of our lives, but it really is a complicated thing and it takes a little bit of time. And just give yourself the time to to work with it and know that you'll make mistakes sometimes and uh, then you just have to hit the reset button and start over.
2: When you hit the reset button and start over, does
0: it start the timer over? Hmm. Good question. I would say... Not really. Uh it, it depends because it depends on how you how you beat yourself up on it, right? Because if you make the mistake, you there's a possibility and I did this too, to where you you go down this path to where you really are harder on yourself and it really uh erodes a lot of the success you had. The thing is is once you start thinking about it, I guess more pragmatically, you can look at it and go, Okay, I made a mistake. I got to, you know, I got to start back over. I, you know, I know I shouldn't have done it. I, it's okay. But I, you know, I had that, that moment of weakness and start back up. Right. I mean, it's kind of like the similar thing for, you know, an alcoholic, uh, you know, where you got your, you know, your two year coin or whatever and you mess up. Well, you got to start back over and it's, and, and, and at that time you can completely say, okay, forget it. I'm going down the pit of hell or just say, okay, I know how to get back on track and start back up. Does that answer your question?
2: I think so. But I'm
0: probably down as low as I can go right now. And I don't know. I don't like to feel a way up. You know, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, can definitely relate. Monica even commented, whoops, I hit the wrong button. Monica says, don't worry, caller. Eventually you will move into the anger phase. You know, you just, I think what happens is, is whenever you get to that low state stage, and this is the same thing that happened with me, is you just get to the point where you just feel like you keep going farther down, 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 down. And at some point you just say, okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I can't think about this person anymore or allow this, this stuff in my life. And you know, I mean, so where you're at is, is very common for, for the majority of the people that go through this bear says, call uh, to the caller, please give yourself some grace. Um, Monica says, I cried for a solid 18 months. So you're, you're on track. I, I hate to say it this way, but you're on track with the normal process of healing on this. So I, I hope you can get some peace out of that to realize that, okay, this, this really sucks and it hurts. But you're going to get to the other side of this. It just, ta- it just takes time. And you're doing the things, you know, like watch the videos, watch other videos, other channels. Uh, you know, binge it if you have to. Um, what I used to do when I was really uh, tough, uh, or when it was really hard for me back in the day, in the early days of Richard Grannion, whenever he was like at you know ten thousand subscribers, uh, I would take one of his videos and just play it over and over and over and over again, just trying to drill into my head what the reality is.
2: What's the reality of
0: it. Yeah. So, is that helpful?
2: I think so. I mean, I think so, but he keeps giving me things like, you know, cigarettes and drugs.
0: And- yeah, just you know, I mean, just start out slow. If you, you know, what I would even recommend, what I, and I actually did this. Wow, I forgot I did this, but you know, take a take some bullet points. And tape them to your mirror, you know, on, you know, you deserve to be treated well. You know, you want a better life. I'm working towards a better life to remind yourself every day that you're trying to get to a place to where you don't feel the way you're feeling now. And I would in- seriously or strongly encourage you to find a good therapist to help you with this if you can.
2: Okay. Every time I get with a therapist, I like try to hide things and don't say the right name.
0: You know, you, you just, the, the thing with therapy is it's, it's about building rapport, right? I mean, so if you don't trust somebody, uh, or if you don't feel like you have a connection, then you need to find a different one. Uh, but you, I mean, but you need to be honest with them and, and that's what their jobs for. I mean, you know, a, 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 a therapist isn't a life coach, right? They are, they are chain are they are trained, um, and licensed and are, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the right word, but, uh, ethically bound to a set of behavior and being judgmental on what you say is not what they're supposed to. They're, 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 not trained to do that. I mean, if you have something that you want to say, that's really bad, that's what they're there for. You know, talking to a friend, it's hard. You say something to somebody and they might be judgmental. They might be, look at you and, and, Think differently of you, but but a, the the nice part about a therapist is it's a professional relationship where and, and confidence minus unless you say something that they're uh, ethically required to report, like child abuse and stuff like that, or uh, you know harm to other people, um, that's that's what they're there for. So you know, I mean, if you if you currently have a therapist uh, and you feel, I mean, like if they kind of if you look at it and it feels like in the bounds of what I'm talking about, they, um, are doing that then reach out and or not reach out, but, but share more because that's going to help you heal from this faster. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate your call and I hope that was helpful and just hang in there. You are, uh, uh, you're on the right path, you're looking for the right information, and uh, it takes time, but uh, it sounds like you're, you're, you're doing what you need, or you're on the path to get your life back and to break free from this. And I'll tell you, the last little thing I just want to say is, when you successfully do that, it, it, it fundamentally changes your life in a positive way, and it's, uh, it, it's transformational. So it's incredibly important to put in the work and to heal these wounds to, to go through this, to get to that point. It's hard. It really is hard, but it's definitely worth it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to let you go cause we are running out of time. And uh, thanks again for your call. you? Sorry about that. I kind of hit the button on it. Um, on that, guys, uh, I have uh, nine minutes until I have to basically go to, go to my real job. So I'll take one more caller. Um, let me see. I got a few people in the. Whoa, I got a lot of people in the queue. Uh, so I will take. Um, I will take Cameron. Uh, seven, uh, 970 area code.
3: Look.
0: Hey, how's it going? How are you doing?
3: Dwayne, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Good morning. Good morning to you.
3: Good, good, good. I can't believe I woke up enough to talk to you and live chat. That's so cool. I really appreciate your channel, Dwayne. Thank you so much. You well, have absolutely helped me through some of the hardest times.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that, Cameron. I'm, and, and it sounds like you're saying you're actually getting... More towards the other side of this, so you're you're getting out of the darkness and more into the light. Am I correct in that?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just awesome. Recently too, and you're right, man. You switch over to that angry side, yeah. and it's just it's rough. You just start pacing, and you know, you wake up, you're angry, you know. So it is a, it's a it's a big difference. It's a big difference in what started
0: happening at first yeah well i'm glad to hear that man i mean you know and, and i'm and thank you for sharing that because you know like the last couple of callers we have they were obvious they were in the beginning parts of this and i mean i'm sure you can remember because uh, i know i sure can you know in the beginning parts of this you have very little well you have no hope you feel like the pain that you're feeling right now or at that moment is going to last forever and the reality is it doesn't you know, if you, if you do the work, right, if you don't, if you, if you linger in that and you stay in that mode, you will stay in that mode for decades. You know, you can't move out of it until yeah, you decide to move out with,
3: of it. Same thing with the therapy too. There's lots of therapists that I just, I had to find somebody. So i was seeing yeah. like four people a week at least and I was just cycling through these people and, you know, just, it's really strange. You get like a, a nice uh, person that's your age or something like that. And, yeah. And, you know, it, it just doesn't work out. And then you talk to, you know, some 80 year old lady and somehow everything just spills out. And that's the therapist you want. That's the therapist. Cameron, me you,
0: you know what? You hit the nail on the head, man. When you find the right one, it's, it's oh, it's tra- it's it's amazing. It's just it, and they just kind of cut through it. Yeah, yeah, just know. yeah. no, I, I, yeah. How
3: do they do it? I don't
0: know. It's I because know. because they took their training and their job seriously, you know. And, and typically, I would say you have to find one for this type of stuff. You have to find one that's kind of more in the trauma based uh, genre of therapy to uh, that, to really get it. Uh, and but when you find someone who gets it, they will guide you to understanding on this. Um, and because I, I I mean, I'll just say this real quick. I remember a few times when I wasn't sure and I was going to the therapist, I'm like, what am I doing? And I would go in almost thinking this is going to be the last appointment. And then they would, uh, um, I, I would leave the session going, holy crap, what the hell just happened in the last 45 minutes? Oh, Mr. Skulls just did a, a huge super chat. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Sculls. It says uh, uh, from Mr. Sculls. Thank you for doing this, DSD. It really helps. Well, thank you very much for your support, Mr. Skulls. I appreciate that. Sorry about that, uh, Cameron. So, um, no worry. But thanks for calling, man. I, I'm about. I need to wrap this up because, like I said, I, I only have this hour slot. So, thank you for calling. I'm going to go ahead and let you go.
3: Thank you so much.
0: So, guys, uh, the, the goal of this or the whole premise of this is I'm going to try to do this uh, this, this whole week. I'm going to get up and do a 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. show. Uh, I'll do this for the next two weeks. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Mr. Skulls, thank you so much for that because all of this stuff does cost money. I'm, I, as I'm sitting here, I'm watching the the phone system service just dwindle my balance. <laughs> so... Uh I, anybody who's watching this later uh would love your feedback in the comments below. Um if you are not familiar with the uh podcast, I am going to take this show and uh upload it a little bit later to uh my podcast thing so you'll be able to get it on iTunes and Google Play and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I also intend to try to bring some guests on with this in the next 2 weeks to see how that works. And we will uh, see how that goes. But so on that, let me see if I can be all be all great on this. Thank you guys for hanging out with me on this Monday morning. The inaugural, the very first, which would be the inaugural. Uh, Break the cycle with DSD live stream, live show, dial in. Uh, I really appreciate the callers of having the courage because it does, it, it takes a lot of courage to call in and be vulnerable and share your story and uh, put yourself out there. But it's really important for people to hear that, to non- to understand that they're not alone in this, that uh, they're they're going down the same path and process that a lot of people have gone before them, and gives them the, uh, the opportunity to get their life back and get out from underneath all this. On that, guys, have a great rest of your day, and we will see you tomorrow.